0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the As I Amber podcast. I'm Amber, and I love to talk about music, travel, society, and pop culture. On today's special episode, to honor Black History and Black Music Month, we will be discussing the legendary producer, Quincy Jones, with special guest Miss Queen Rashida Ali, who is a radio personality in the Columbus, Georgia area.
1: Hi! Hi there, Amber. How are you doing today? And to your podcast listeners, hello everybody <laughs> hi thank you so much for joining me
0: okay so for those who may or may not know queen rashida or i call her miss rashida is known in the tri-city area for being on the radio for years and this is in the Columbus, Georgia area, more specifically. Um, she has years of knowledge and expertise in radio and R&B category of music. So she is a plethora of knowledge and wisdom here with us today, and I'm excited to have her.
1: Thank you for having me, Amber. Yes, it's been a lot of years in the radio. <laughs> and you know what I've, what I've been saying lately, because mm-hmm. people call me Queen Rashida, The secret is, I'm probably called Queen Rashida because my pantyhose say so. (laughs) (laughs) So there you have that story. Now, y'all, take it and run with it. (laughs) Wow. But thank you for having me. And to talk about Quincy Jones during Black Music Month. Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh, you couldn't have picked a better guy. So I'm ready. Let's do it.
0: Let's go. Okay. So for those who may or may not know, Quincy Jones is a Black producer. He has been in the symphony orchestra industry, the recording industry, the movie, television, you name it his hand has been a part of for the past 65 years almost. He is 88 years young and uh, his daughter, Rashida Jones, who is also an actress on the show, The Office, um, recently did a documentary on Netflix called Quincy. And I recommend everyone to watch it. It is highly educational, especially if you love music and you like the behind the music kind of genre, autobiography types of things because it's amazing to see someone who is still living talk about their life and not anyone else. So I think the documentary was amazing. Um, mm-hmm. To start things off, Quincy Jones has written for Michael Jackson, Tamia, Tevin Campbell. He helped Will Smith launch his career. It's so many people that he has assisted, and I I can't talk about Black Music Month without mentioning the legendary Quincy Jones. So Miss Rashida. What was your introduction to Mr. Quincy Jones?
1: Oh, my gosh, it probably had to be back when he was doing more jazz music, mm-hmm. as he's really stretched over a lot of genres of music. But I remember some of his jazz cuts. And then he actually crossed over into R&B and had a real hot R&B single that he did with James Ingram. I think it was 100 ways or y'all will be there I'm not right now my memory is kind of you know got mm-hmm. a lot of history stored but his music and then that goes back to the 70s when I first heard about Quincy Jones I learned more about him once I saw The Ray Charles movie mm-hmm. I learned a little something about him when the Ray Ray came out and he was this young guy, young, I think he was a trumpet player. Yes. a multi-instrumentalist and uh, just learning that he was there with Ray Charles as a young guy trying to get Ray to do certain things. But, you know, back in those days, I mean, remember he's 88 years old now. So just remember his young career put him back in the, Jim Crow days
2: mm-hmm. so
1: as you may know Quincy decided way back then that he wasn't coming south and he tried to talk Ray Charles out of going into the southern part of the country to perform because of the way that the musicians were treated but yeah I got my first taste of Quincy oh I can't call that song rocket I, I'm just it's just so much mm-hmm. music in my head but yeah he goes back pretty far with me.
0: Yes so it's gonna sound funny but my first introduction to Quincy Jones because I I'm only 30 years old but I recall being little and my dad used to play this song by Tevin Campbell called Tomorrow.
1: Tomorrow yes.
0: and I used to really like that song and I used to listen to Tom Joyner in the mornings on my way to school with my dad. So that's kind of how I knew about that particular song, just having parents of a particular age who have introduced me to various genres of music. And, um, I used
2: to like, tomorrow will be better you better me.
0: I don't know all the words, but that's kind of the (laughs) gist of the song. You all can YouTube it. But, um, that was my first introduction to like, that's that older guy, he made that song for the younger generation at that mm-hmm. particular point mm-hmm. in time. And if mm-hmm. you notice it for the millennial generation, Quincy Jones is the guy in the taxi cab in the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song he's uh-huh. the producer for it but he was also driving the cab so when he okay. when Will's like I whistled for a cab and when it came near that mm-hmm. that Quincy, that's Jones Quincy was sitting Jones. in the car driving so right. if you're not familiar what he looks like that's Quincy Jones and a lot of his music you probably heard and didn't realize it right um, he's been heavily sampled from artists such as The Far Side, Tupac, Ludacris, um just so many different people have dibbled and dabbled in the music that he has produced for television shows. He did the theme song for Sanford and Son. Uh-huh. Um, he also did, for those who might remember, the 90s movie, Austin Powers, Gold Member*. Um, mm-hmm. Bossa and Sonova. I think that's the, the name of it. But it's a uh-huh. it's really popular song where they start dancing, and it's really funny. But uh, that's one of the songs that Quincy Jones has done. He has also produced We Are the World, the 1980s song that was top on the charts of everywhere. Like he Mm -hmm. is the soundtrack to a lot of people's lives.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes, indeed. Um, One thing that stood out to me in the Quincy documentary on Netflix is that in the mid-70s, Um, he had a brain aneurysm that he could have died from, but he survived it. He had brain surgery and he was still producing and writing music. And as you may or may not know, Ms. Rashida and I, we have a common hobby where we like to play piano. So for those Mm -hmm. of you who have ever been in band, orchestra, chorus, reading music is universal. And like Ms. Rashida was saying, Quincy Jones, his music and his career took off during the Jim Crow era. We didn't hear about a lot of black composers and symphony orchestra conductors. In the 50s and 60s, Mr. Quincy Jones traveled overseas to Paris, France. And he learned Mm -hmm. how to compose music for symphony orchestras. And so when you know how to compose music for symphony orchestras, that kind of helps you do the score for a movie. You know, the people that add the the action sounding music to the movies and the background and all that kind of stuff. He pioneered that. He was a trailblazer and to be like one of the first black men to be an A&R for Mercury Records, I believe, and just various... Mm -hmm different things in the music industry is amazing.
1: Yeah. Hey, Amber, I would like to bring uh, to your memory, The Wiz. You remember The Wiz, the remake of The Wizard of Oz? Well, Quincy Jones did the soundtrack for that. And he actually has a part in that that people may have caught and maybe not. But there is a scene where this guy's sitting at a piano Mm-hmm. and I can't remember the song or what the, what they were that scene, but he actually turns around to the camera to show his face, and it's Quincy. Mm-hmm. But to do the soundtrack for The Wiz, which is a remake of The Wizard of Oz, was an awesome production. And all of the music, he's on down the road, and uh, I love the Scarecrow's song. When the, You remember when they, not the Scarecrow, the Tin Man, Mm-hmm. But the tin Man and the Wiz had been sitting up a long time, he became real stiff. Mm-hmm. So the song that came out of that was a song called Slide Some Oil to Me. <laughs> and it was and the uh, actor Nipsey Russell was the one that did the dance and the song. But so many songs came out of the Wiz, and the soundtrack was just one of the most wonderful things that I have ever seen by him. Um,
0: yes. Just
1: thought I'd love Yeah.
0: That is, that is crazy that he, has, he still is relevant because I say it all the time. I don't think Will Smith, the actor slash rapper that we know now, would be who he is without Mr. Quincy Jones. And mm-hmm. I say that because I was watching on HBO Max, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air Reunion. And mm-hmm. Will Smith said he had never acted a day in his life. He was at a party with Quincy Jones, because you know his music career was taking off DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince in that era. And mm-hmm. they were at a party. And Mr. Quincy Jones told him, you're going to audition right now in front of all these people. Like, move the couch out of the way. And just told him, yeah, audition right now. And he was like, are you kidding me? Like, in front of all these people? I've never acted a day in my life. And uh, Will goes on to explain a little bit more, but after that one party he went to with Mr. Quincy Jones, he was on set recording for a national television show less than two weeks later. And I think that was one of those divine moments of being in the right place at the right time, because that show launched so many different mm-hmm. careers, whether it was Tatiana Ali, whether it was Janet Hilbert, whether it was... Mm-hmm. Alfonso Ribeiro, Karen Parsons, so many different people, and all because Quincy Jones created a show. And we have to remember let's go back. This was before mm-hmm. all the different shows, like Blackish or, you know, all oh, yeah. the different sitcoms. Yeah. It wasn't a lot of Black representation for wealth on television, mm-hmm. besides the Cosby right. show the it was not a lot of representation and i think that the fresh prince of bel-air combined the inner city kid like wills who came from philly to come to bel-air to live with his aunt and uncle for a better opportunity in life it opened people's eyes that wow there are black people who can be judges and professors and teachers and live in luxury and go to private school and live a life of balance and i think that was needed on television at that time and sometimes still today
1: <laughs> yeah well you did mention earlier that even before will smith he had done the theme song for Sanford son yeah and that do, that goes back and that that music bed, that music that is in that Sanford and Son is still being played today because reruns are being done. Will Smith, I finally learned all the words to his uh, little mon- song that plays before the this, this show actually <laughs> comes on. Uh-huh. Is- mm-hmm. and, and that's how you know a hit song. If you hear it and you like it and it, it works and you feel that it'll work timelessly. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Here we are still singing, here's a little story, however that story (laughs) goes with Will Smith and the Fresh Prince of Delaware, but we can also hum the music to um, the Sanford and Son theme song and others that are just sticking with the people throughout the years. Yes. He's a
0: legend. He is, and he recognizes talent and isn't afraid to like, home talent, and he likes to be around younger people. Um, in the Netflix documentary, um, I don't know if you know the duo, Chloe and Hallie. they were signed by Beyoncé's Parkwood Entertainment Records, and he was just in awe of them. And just to have Quincy Jones say, you got it to be co-signed by him, and you're not even 25 years old, that that is honoring, you know?
1: oh yeah
2: yeah
1: well i don't know we may hit on it a little bit later but i'd like to definitely talk about where he was born where he was raised and the things that he did in his early years yeah Um, you can discuss that yeah well he's from bremerton washington and bremerton as you know is really way out away from the state of washington basically out in the middle of nowhere but he was born there, he was raised there. He actually studied trumpet there uh, and worked locally uh, before he became the pianist and singer with Ray Charles. He was like a kid. And I, I remember from the scene in the Ray Charles movie, he was trying to get in the club <laughs> as, as, a, as a young uh, guy uh, trying to get in the club, right? Mm-hmm. Well, when he got in the club, of course, he went on to do other things. He, he became um, a, a tourer. He was touring with Lionel Hampton as a trumpet player. He was, um, became a prolific freelance arranger, uh, working with Clifford Brown and some other folk. There's a lot of things that happened with him and great artists like Count Basie and Cannonball Adderley. Diana Washington and Dizzy Gillespie. And all of this was before 1956. Wow. And so as time went, on, he decided that he would go and work in Paris, France, and, and moved his career in that way. I mean, it, just, it goes on if you go through the 60s and the 70s. And here we are now in 2021, and he's still doing it. He's still doing things.
0: Yes, and one of the songs that he did was Fly Me to the Moon with Frank Sinatra. And to be a Black man Mm. breaking barriers during that time was just
2: unheard of. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. There is, in one session talking about Quincy, it it would take a few. But it's such an honor to talk about him during this Black Music Month. And speaking on that, let's just say that back in 1979, President Jimmy Carter made uh, this month, June, an, a month to honor the Black singers, the Black songs, the writers, the arrangers. And it started out as Black Music Month. But as we move forward into the time where we are today, you'll have some people call it African American Music Month. But with me, because I'm old school, it's gonna always be Black Music Month. Mm -hmm. And I think uh part for doing that because we didn't really have a way to salute our artists or our songs. So if we take the month of June and do that every year and Mm -hmm. teach a little bit about the artists, you know, Quincy has won so many Grammys for the music that he's put out there. This is an honor to even talk about him. So I want to thank you for doing that.
2: Oh, you're
0: welcome. Thank you for joining me. And Mm -hmm. speaking of awards, if you, he has so many, I don't even know where he keeps all his awards. You have to watch Mm -hmm. the documentary on Netflix, you all. Mm -hmm. But if you Mm -hmm. don't have Netflix, I recommend you watching YouTube or Google, or just look up different playlists that have Quincy Jones's music because he helped produce Michael Jackson's Thriller, like the number one album oh, yeah. in the country, yeah. like the world. The, like It's still making charts 30-something years later. And um, he was also very influential in the start of the career of Tamiya. Um, he wrote mm-hmm. he Put a Move on My Heart, and I think that song put Tamiya on the map. And mm-hmm. also, What other songs he did? God is trying to tell you something from the movie, The Color Purple. He was uh, very influential in that, the songwriting and the producing of that film. He has so many credits. We could be go on and on and on. And I think he has about, six daughters and one son <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and uh he just seems like he would be a very interesting person just to hang out with just to be in his presence and i i don't know have you ever met quincy jones before
1: That's that's one artist that i did not get to meet and i wish i had i you know it's never too late as long as he's alive there's a possibility you know but I do want to say to your listening audience that he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Museum in 2013.
2: Mm-hmm. He
1: uh, received the Kennedy Center Honors back in 2001. He also uh, won a Grammy Awards from 1990. Well, let's start back in 1981, 83, 84, 85, 1990, and 93 and and even more awards than that. So when you get to where he is with his music, and, and when you know, like you mentioned, we play at the piano. <laughs> <laughs> Someone like Quincy, it's a piano, right? 88 keys, maybe if you're talking about a furniture piece, there are only eight notes in between from what, A to G? Mm -hmm. and the uh, black and white keys but the way this man is all over that piano and the music that he has in his head and the things that he can do to produce Uh, you know what stands out about Quincy if you really talk to musicians that do know him Mm -hmm. he had a sign so they said on the door that said leave all attitudes right Mm -hmm. here this Mm -hmm. is before you walk in the studio So to have that kind of authority to say, don't bring any attitudes up in here. We're about doing the music and making it beautiful and making people happy and putting something out there that's going to be out there for a while. And that's what he did. That's what he did. You can take any old song that he's done. We Are the World is very old, but I love trying to slip it in on radio right now. Mm-hmm. Because it's not a song that you will hear on the radio right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it just needs, I would say, let's play it as a classic oldie one day. Just so people can know who did it. You gave me an idea when you decided to do the Quincy Jones interview. So I know now before the month is out, I'm going to be playing We Are The World. so <laughs> I, I can't wait. I just can't wait. Oh, and you know another song, Amber? What remember it? the heat of the night? The heat yeah, of the night.
0: That uh, the old that. show from the 80s,
1: yeah. Yes. Wow. He did that song as well. So it, it's just so many. It you can't do them all. You can't talk about them all. They just kind of pop up in your head and you'll remember, oh, Quincy Jones yes, is. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, his middle name is Delight. Wow. D E L I G O T. And he's a junior, Quincy Quincy Delight Delight Jones Jones Jr. Jr.
0: Wow. Yes. That's a pleasant (laughs) name to have, you know? And it kind of is like a foreshadowing of his life has been ups and downs, but a delight, you know, to the music industry. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. One thing that I wanted to mention, because I grew up in the 90s and early 2000s, reading Vibe magazine. And Quincy Jones founded Vibe magazine in 1993. Um, I think it was sold in like 2006, 2007, because you know the way journalism has changed, everything has gone online. But Vibe magazine was major for so many black artists in the 90s. The
2: mm-hmm.
0: the covers of Vibe, I remember like going to the um, what was it called? Fye Music Store or radio shack or Mm -hmm. different stores in the mall at the time where you could listen to an album before you buy it before iTunes, when you had to buy the CD, um, there was the vibe magazine. Mm -hmm. And the cover, the infamous cover with TLC in firefighter uniforms (laughs) when, uh, the artist left, I rest (laughs) her soul was, you know, she burned her boyfriend's house down, Lord Jesus. And, um, She was on the cover of Vibe and just that magazine, they said that particular issue sold out in minutes, like they had to restock everything because it was just so popular and groundbreaking. It was like Rolling Stone for Black people, if you would Mm -hmm. give it any kind of equivalent, but I thought Vibe Magazine was the coolest thing. And when I was little and sit under the dryer, I would try to read the articles in there. And there's one particular journalist, Danielle Smith. Um, I don't know if she's still writing anymore, but her articles used to be pretty cool. She would um interview just various up-and-coming talents. And mm-hmm. I just remember the Vibe magazine always had cool pictures. This is before Instagram. It was mm-hmm. our Instagram at that time.
2: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm.
0: and I can't mention vibe without mentioning Mr. Quincy Jones who who started it. Thank you. Yeah. Anything else about Mr. Jones and Black Music Month?
1: Oh, let's see. Oh, if you just want to know, he went to college. Let's see, in the early 50s, Quincy Jones studied briefly at Schillinger house now berkeley college of music in boston Uh, and uh he did that before leaving to go on tour with the late lionel hampton uh then he was the trumpet player and the arranger um gosh it is so much there are questions on the internet about him definitely look him up if we're leaving out things just put his name in the search engine and you will learn so much about this man who is 88 years old now, born on March 14th back in 1933. Uh, all of his awards. He's called Quincy or Q. You know, you don't in the music industry, you get a little hip,
2: so you <laughs> take
1: the letter. You're Q. So he's Q to the musicians, that Quincy probably to closer friends and. He's a dad, you know, and probably a granddad. Oh, yeah. Uh, Having gone through quite a bit, being very ill. In the documentary, he talked about the drinking, Uh you know, which I think he had to straighten up and leave that alone. And we're so glad because we still need him to be around. And it's, it's wonderful that he is.
0: Yes. Well, this has been a great conversation, music history for us little music nerds or whatnot. (laughs) Um, Like I said before, I think that the documentary is a must watch. Even if you don't even think you'll be interested, just the other things you'll learn from his life to the movies, to the barriers he broke is just interesting. And I think the documentary might be rated PG-13 it wasn't anything vulgar mm-hmm. in it, but it might be a few cuss words or whatnot, but I think your middle school students or high school students haven't heard any, it's nothing they haven't heard before, <laughs> so yeah. I think it's mm-hmm. an educational tool as well. It's entertainment.
1: Yeah, I do too, Amber. Uh, throughout his years, he worked with a who's who of figures from all fields of popular music, nominated for over 75 Grammy Awards, uh, winning more than 25 of them, uh, seven Academy Awards. I mean, this is big, 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 big stuff. I mean, you can be in the music industry, starting on the level where Amber and I are, just <laughs> sitting down, tinkering with the piano to becoming a, a musical legend and an icon for all of the young people to come to learn about and read about. So let's not ever forget him. He's a living legend and uh, it's just good to be able to sit and talk about him.
0: Well, thank you so much, Ms. Rashida, for joining me on the As I Amber podcast. It has been a joy to listen to you. Where can my listeners listen to you?
1: Well, you know what I tell people now? I am internationally known. I'm locally on ninety five point three. We're called 95.3 Smooth R&B on the FM dial. I'm on from 10 a.m. until 3 p.m. Monday through Fridays. But if you're out in California watching As I Am Amber, As I Amber, (laughs) how is is that? As I Amber? Yes, ma'am. If you're listening and watching to Amber and you are in California or Tokyo, Japan, you can actually key in 953 smooth R N B, that's the letter n dot com and catch me around the world I in the and time zone just remember i'm on 10 until 3 in the eastern time zone so i have my family in california that listens in new york i have a shreveport louisiana niece so that's a different time zone i have family in texas and up in North Carolina. So just remember, 95.3smoothrmb.com.
0: Thank you so much, Ms. Rashida. And as you all know, you can follow me, As I Amber, on the social media handles of Twitter, as well as Instagram. Please like and leave a review or a comment on the iTunes platform, as well as any other platform that you may listen to, the As I Amber show. Thank you so much, and you all take care. Bye.